Welcome to Locals Only Cantina. Mixing it up with Brandon and Cherie. What's up? Welcome back. Hey guys. How's it going? Brandon and Cherie here. Coming at you with number six. Last time I lied to you. Do you know that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I said it was number four. It was actually five. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were lying, but I, I fig- figured it out. When I didn't I looked want to hurt your ego. No, <laughs> fucking say that shit. Say no, it's five. It would have made me feel more cool. Actually, you, I just wasn't sure if I was right have, or not. We have one extra than I thought. Don't stand no. up and think you're right about something Lost when you're not that's really right. sure. Right? <laughs> remember, you might be wrong, or you might be the asshole, or yeah. something like that. No, so we are doing number six right now. Um, again, it's a Sunday night. We've been trying to do these things Sunday mornings, but life gets weird and stuff to do all the time, and so we're making it work. But we have right here a little bit of the the sacrament. We're having some wine this time instead of instead of liquor or beer or anything like that, and it's because we're going to talk about church. <laughs> Way to preface it. Way to pre- preface it. <laughs> no, so we um. We have, we didn't, we cheers, but we didn't drink oh, it. Yeah, I think that's a sin. Battle of Greek. Or a sin, yeah. It's a sin, yeah. You can't cheers and not drink. So, um, it's just part of our our story. I don't think you can get through all this stuff without this. This is a huge part of our life and story and um, led us to where we are now and took us through a lot of the bullshit that we went through and all that. So we are going to have this discussion. Um, now we were both raised in a certain church, a certain religion. Um, and by discussing this, we're not trying to attack anyone in that religion because this is actually a very universal thing, I think, because we have several friends that came from other religions and everything that experienced very similar things to us, right? Yeah, so true. it's not necessarily about the fact that we were specifically raised in the Mormon church, although that's what that's the experience we have. You could probably replace any other religion in our story and have a very similar experience for untold amounts of people out there. Yeah, and... So if you guys listened to our first episode, you guys kind of got a little bit of information about how I was a little bit hesitant to start this podcast because this podcast is going to have to have us tell our real true story. And part of that true story is how we left our religion and leaving our religion. It was a huge part of one of our biggest fights that we ever got in to where we almost, I almost divorced Brandon. And I mean, there's a lot of trauma that comes into play when we talk about this. And when we talk about it, we're not trying to hurt anybody in any way, but it's our story. It's where we came from. So the thing that's, that's scared Sheree about all this though, is it's like the people that we know that are still in it, our family, our friends, we still love them to death. Right. Um, we just have a different viewpoint now from what we used to, right? And the thing that's scary for Shri is she doesn't want to hurt any feelings. Because I love everyone. Yeah, it's not as scary for me because I really don't <laughs> fucking care if you don't like me or not, right? Um, but she is way more kind and nice and sweet than I am. Um, <laughs> although, 
at the same time, I'm not out looking to no. offend either, though, right? I'm just like, I'm just going to tell my story and somebody can choose to be offended or not. Um, I, I hope sincerely that they don't, right? I would prefer that they just hear the story and the message, the words that we have. Um, but this is like, actually, this is, could be a subject for a whole nother show, another po- podcast. Is you, you just can't let what you're afraid of. What you think people might think of you stop you from doing the things that you want to do or need to do, right? And this is one of those things that if we're going to do this, it has to be discussed. Yeah. I mean, this was a huge part of our journey. And this was a very life-changing moment for us. But before we get to the life-changing... It was like years. (laughs) Before we get to the life-changing part, actually... We just preface that because we're going to kind of get in, like we kind of want to follow along in what was going on in our lives. Like last two episodes ago, we talked about getting engaged and stuff. And now we're kind of moving into when we got married and we were married in the temple, the LDS temple. Yes, we were. And so we're not really going to go into what we feel. We're not really trying to take people away from the LDS religion. But, you know, if you're listening to this, there might be some things that may make you question it. And And if you have questions, DMs are open. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really feel like it's kind of a crazy thing because I've actually thought a lot about this. And I feel like there's a big part of my journey that needs to be able to help people with this process and being able to to be able to have that transition in a healthy way. But right now we're going to kind of start with just like getting married and what all until there and kind of the negative and the positive that came from growing up the way that we did and transitioning into getting married in the temple. So all right. Anyway, <laughs> you start. Okay, so um, for any of you who are not um, from a similar religion or from the LDS religion, um, you grow up as a woman kind of keeping, trying to keep yourself pure as a woman and, and pure meaning that you're not going to do anything sexual ever um, between guys and girls, you know, not just girls, but... Um, I would say some of the negative things that I think came from the religion that we grew up in for women is you're constantly told things that make you question kind of like the way that you feel about yourself, about your body, and about how you actually kind of get into getting married and transitioning to having sex. And it's a big mind game that you have to play when you especially if you're a woman because it's a little different than men but that make any sense i think i rambled for like (laughs) it did make sense to me because i understand what you're saying but for example those of you who are listening on on apple podcast or pod what's it called Podbean or something like that you you won't see it but if you're on youtube you'll see this right now for those of you that don't understand i'm going to tell you something right now Shri and I are both dressed very inappropriately right now. Yeah. Right now. We are not dressed correctly. And I'll t- tell you why. So we got our, our sexy porn shoulders out. They're gone because we're wearing tank tops. You're not allowed to wear tank tops. Like, 
this is the the like just an example of the the degree as to which things are like so outside the norm, right? Because yes. you're you're taught what she meant was like I think, right? Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Um the church teaches them to feel certain ways about themselves, sexually this and that. If Sri were to leave the house dressed like she is right now, certain men in the church would say that if people had nasty thoughts about her or tried to do dirty things to her, it would be her fault for pr- provoking her because of the way that she's dressed. Because, you know, when you see shoulders like that, you just you just lose all fucking self-control, right? Well, from a very young age, you learn that you need to dress appropriately and appropriately means that you wear sleeves and you have long shorts right and past your knees shorts (laughs) have to go past your knees um well to your knees not not too too bad but to your knees okay that's That's still still, that's still bad (laughs) but i think the the negative part that comes into play there is we're in the church they're constantly telling women and i'm sorry but this is just the reality of it that you know if you wear tank tops if you show your arms you're going to put bad thoughts into young men's minds and so you're constantly growing up having this feeling of it being your fault that men have the thoughts that they have and it, also there's like a lesson to- to- t- totally your fault <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's super hot, and she always (laughs) makes me think dirty thoughts. Anyway. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, so the the crazy thing about it, and actually um, Elizabeth Smart was one that talked about this, and somebody this weekend actually just reminded me of it, that um, Elizabeth Smart, I don't know if any of you guys know her story, but she was actually taken away from her home and in Utah. Lived a, yeah, Not too in, far from where we li- lived at the time. Yeah, actually. so she was actually kidnapped from her home and taken into another religious cult that held her for about, for almost a year. And she was what, like eight or something? Like she no, was young. She was, she was, well, she was older than that, but still young. 12 or something yeah, like that. Young. And she was a, either a, like a tween or a early teen when she got yes, was found still so. very young but she was able to escape and she was able to tell her story and one of the things that she talks about is she's very much an advocate for changing the ways that are being taught in the LDS religion and one of those things she talks about is this is a lesson that I even learned when I was younger and it was a lesson and I don't know if it was part of the lesson book or if it was just one of the lessons that they heard and then they heard in like conference they have a general conference which is like a big conference that they have to tell everybody how they should live their lives and (laughs) and anyway so i love the way you put that (laughs) they tell you how to live your life and so this lesson that i (laughs) tell you how to live your life with like stories from like 1876 (laughs) yeah so and how faithful they were back then one of the lessons that i actually heard probably multiple times throughout my upbringing and it wasn't my parents exactly it was some a message that was passed down through lessons for the church but one of the lessons was is you don't want to be a chewed up piece of gum <laughs> this is the worst and this is real and this is we, real this we is... had this le- lesson in church as kids lots of times yeah like yeah. i i mean i can't even probably count how many times i heard this <laughs> lesson but it was really actually 
You want to be a virgin, virgin on, piece of gum. Yeah, it was still really, in the wrapper. It was really focused upon women, though. Honestly, like it really was like something. Oh, yeah, it's not a guy thing. No, like you were you were told as a woman is like if you did sexual things or you had sex before you got married, you could be seen as being a chewed up piece of gum. I I remember a visual of it with like hairs and fucking flies and stuff stuck in this pizza chewed gum. Yeah, (laughs) this is the this is the shit that we that we learned that we were taught. (laughs) It sounds so stupid, but for those of you that that understand, you understand. Yeah, but here's the crazy thing is, is when you're a young kid, when you're a young woman, and you're growing up and believing. I mean, your parents teach you to really have respect and believe everything that is taught at church when you hear these types of lessons like you really take it to heart and you're like i don't want to be chewed up piece of gum i don't want to be seen that way you know and also there was another lesson kind of similar i remember being taught where it was something like to the fact that um you don't you want to keep your cell your doors locked you don't want to have your door open to where anyone can come in anytime that's quite the visual ladies out there keep your doors closed (laughs) not open yeah but i mean because any guy will just charge on in there yeah but from a very (laughs) so stupid but from a very young age and i mean that we kind of laugh about this but this was actually something that traumatic actually super traumatic super traumatic for me not just for you like for for dudes too for for sure yeah because maybe less so but i think a little less so because a lot of times in the church they would actually make you feel like it was a girl's fault for any guy having any type of feeling towards you right like if you agree with that (laughs) punch him in the face I don't actually agree with that. But. I know he likes to torment me. <laughs> anyway. It is her fault. Look at her. No, but I mean, here's the thing. Like, we, at, at very young ages, like, we were taught that we were the ones who put those thoughts in these guys' heads. And so we really always felt this, like, sense of... Of responsibility for someone else's actions and so from a very young age like as women we're taught you control this it's your fault if this happens if some guy wants to touch you inappropriately it's your fault because of the clothes you're wearing yeah um what i'm just gonna bring one of these situations up that like when we before brian and i actually got together i was in a we call it wards where we go to church with a certain group of people in they our like area. they like live within a few blocks of each other and yeah you know. and i was going to this ward when i was in college it was a college ward and i just decided that i needed to and this is gonna be fun to share this publicly but <laughs> But anyway, that's like, okay. We only have like three <laughs> listeners. It's fine. So, <laughs> and most of them are our close friends who probably know this story. Probably true. But um, one of the things that I decided was okay. I felt like I was really working on myself and wanting to get to a point where I found the person that I wanted to be with, who I wanted to marry, and. I was like, okay, well, I didn't really feel great about some things that happened with some certain guys that I dated, right? And things that went a little too far. And and I do believe that those things went further than I was prepared for because I wasn't prepared 
for dating in general. Honestly, like in the church, you're taught never have sex, never have sex, never have sex. And then, you know, you should probably never her, have sex. <laughs> not even sex. But, like in her house, like butt was a bad word. You weren't yeah. allowed to say the word butt, right? Let alone anything else that might include a discussion about things a little bit more racier than the word butt, right? Yeah, I mean, my, so, my parents... Raised were, very naively, right? Yeah, like yeah. I was very naive to every situation because you're not taught to be prepared for those situations. And so like even I was dating this guy in college and I he came home with me to meet my parents one time and I was folding my laundry because I brought all my laundry home and I was folding my laundry and my mom kind of pulled me aside and and said, oh, I shouldn't be folding my laundry in front of this this guy. And, and it was just like, okay, people go to the store and they see underwear on the shelf they see it on mannequins <laughs> like i it didn't like it didn't really make sense to me and i thought it was you're like like mom this dude knows i wear uh, uh, underwear <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that like concept and mom i love you i'm not trying to say anything bad about you but um it's just this whole framing of thinking that we put into women's heads before they actually go but to go on dates and not stuff. your mom's fault either no. though that's no. how she was taught right no so, that's a, yeah. my i mean you just it's traditional and you keep teaching your kids she's what you mo- mom's the shit yeah she's she's, she's awesome. Kinda awesome but and but we were both raised this way to some degree right my mom yeah. might have been a little less extreme but still mm-hmm. it was still a thing you know but um, anyway, getting back to what I was saying before, so I remember going to talk to my bishop, which he was like the kind of the preacher over this area. Like a pastor, you know, like almost, a pastor, right? pastor, a pastor, a pastor. <laughs> a pastor. There's cows out there, there's grazing. You know, it's a good time. You know, he's over all those those. The bis- <laughs> the bishop is like the Mormon version of pastor yeah you know, you know. so anyways so you would go and you tell the bishop these things that say any type of sins or whatever you tell him so that he could help you work through these sins and you could end up going to the temple i wanted to make sure that i was temple worthy so i actually went to my bishop to talk to him about a few things that you know and and i would have been able to handle them better had i not been taught a certain way and taught to ignore the things that could happen on a date or that men thought you know like I always felt like it was my fault the way that men thought about me and they really I needed to be taught that this is that men think about sex whether I have my shoulder showing or not you know like that would have been a healthier way for me to learn that and to learn how to say no if I wanted to say no say you know know that I have the choice in the matter and it's not me causing him to feel that way and that was a very confusing hard thing you know what's up. fucked up about that though the flip side you're talking about like your call college years right yeah it would have also been a been been nice to be able to say yes if you wanted to say yes also yeah. right and the religion that we grew up in i think we already mentioned this in another podcast but there's like three worst sins, right? Number one is denying the Holy Ghost. Number two is committing murder. The number three worst sin is having premarital sex. Go figure that shit out, right? <laughs> so one is de- denying God. Next is like fucking like ending someone's life. 
And then the third one is like showing affection to somebody that you probably care about, right? I mean, there's there's times, let's let's be real, there's one night stands here and there where you don't go. But in theory, like you probably both had some fun at least, right? I I I I I always found that super strange that like this is the example that I all, always use is so what you're saying to me is I could beat you nearly to death. And as long as you don't die, that's not as bad as me having premarital sex. I think that's super strange. There are so many worse fucking things you can do, right? But that was what we were taught. Like sex was next to murder. Yeah. It was damn near as bad as it, right? Like, I mean, just, I mean, as silly as I just put that, let that sink into you. Having premarital sex or doing things. And also they would teach you, right? They would say, um, what's the thing they would say all the time is um, not just sex, but things that are like sex, right? Are still the same as sex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's still the same, right? So like if you do that thing, fuck, man, you're like, you're almost like as bad, bad as some dude sitting on fucking death row. Yeah. Because he put an ice pick through somebody's fucking skull, right? Like, <laughs> that is how we were taught as kids. Like, let that sink in. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. That is real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so kind of what played into, I mean, for me, being a mom nowadays, like, I just want to make sure that my, my daughters know how to handle themselves in situations because I definitely did not know how to handle myself in situations because... You go on a date and you're so naive to these situations that really you're so easily manipulated into so many situations. And I never want my daughters to ever, ever feel like they can't handle a situation. Um, But it's just from things that I've been taught and I wanted things to be a little bit different. But um, anyways, I went to go talk to this bishop um, in my college ward and... I told him that things, certain things had happened. And, you know, his questions were to me instead of saying, hey, like, let's work through this. This is like the progression that you need to go to to be able to get rid of these sins or whatever. They said to me, he said to me, what kind of clothing were you wearing? That was his question that he asked you slut. me. <laughs> His immediate thought in any situation that I brought up is he thought that it was me bringing it on myself. And it was weirdly in that moment, like I knew something wasn't right about that. And I knew because I knew in those situations that I, I was so naive to those situations. I had no idea how to handle those situations. And to have somebody who I respected and looked up to ask me a question and put the blame it on me. It makes you feel like that big, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly felt like like that piece of gum. You yeah. know? And I didn't need to feel like that. I hadn't had sex with anybody. I hadn't done anything awful. It was just that actually, I'll just say it, like say it. guys had touched me inappropriately. And I didn't touch them inappropriately. They touched me inappropriately. And I brought it up to my bishop. And it was my fault. It was because yeah. of the clothes. And, and he asked me specifically what type of clothes that I was wearing. And I remember just thinking... I think the dude wanted an image in his head. <laughs> myself. But I, I think that 
like it, it just really like brought me to a point where I was like, okay, wait, wait. So is... I didn't ever dress inappropriately. Like I was really good about the way that I dressed. I was good about, you know, like my, here's the thing that I always struggled with is that I, I had boobs and wow. I had a body and I, and guess what? When people looked at me, they might've thought certain things, but I always dressed appropriate. I always dressed the way that I needed to, and to have some man tell me that I that it was most likely my fault yeah. was so hurtful to me. I think if we're going to discuss this, we need to discuss this. Yeah. We're going to get fucking real with this shit. <sighs> okay. <laughs> like, that's fucked up, right? I think you guys would all would all, would all agree. At least you should all agree. Um, but it's not a female thing, specifically, or o- o- only. I, I remember being like eight years old. So every, every year around your birthday, you have to be interviewed by the bishop, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. And especially when you advanced in like, there's like, it's not rank, but like as you get older, you get called some, something else. You're like a teacher, you're a deacon, you're a, girls have their own young women's thing and stuff. You get a little little like advancement in like fucking rank, right? But it starts about when you're eight because you get baptized when you're eight. I remember being like eight years old, being interviewed to be baptized. And my bishop asked me if I like masturbated. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. Like it was freaking like beyond my... Now, of course, I eventually learned what that meant, right? Because I'm a dude, right? I'm a human being with freaking feelings and emotions and whole whole hormones and stuff so but at the time i do remember being so young i'm like i don't even know what that means right and i had a bishop explain to me what that meant fucking weird right which that I should just have not to say, be taken like behind closed doors. My parents were nowhere near. Yeah, I was gonna say if you do have children going and having these interviews, you do have every right to be in the room with and them. And you should and be. You should be because I've had discussions with people about this. They're like, "Oh, well, I was never asked those things." I'm like, "Well, lucky for you, but I was." You know, in fact, I mean, there was. I don't think I ever had a bishop's interview where I didn't get get asked that. Now, there was a time where I was t- telling the truth that I didn't even know what that was. And then there was a time after that that I, I lied about it, right? Because there's two t- types of people in this life. People that say they don't masturbate and people that, that f- fucking lie, right? <laughs> so eventually I got to the point where I just started to, to lie, right? But... That being said, let me just like kind of skip a few years and I'll tell you the very last time that I ever repented, because that's what you're supposed to do. It's like the, you know, like the Catholic thing where they go in a little booth and they repent of their sins and stuff. Mormons have their own thing too. Instead of a little booth, you go in the bishop's office and you confess your sins. The last time that I ever repented, that I ever did that thing, I repented to my bishop in San Jose California and it was because of that I just got home from my two-year Mormon mission all of it like on your two years out it's just like you and another guy companion you don't date you don't do all that stuff and then I got home and I'm like oh shit like I'm free like I have time to myself again I fell to what I thought at the time was temptation what I now say is just normal human activity right 
But I felt guilty, and I went and I and I'm I'm just gonna say his name because fuck him, Bishop Knight. I went and repented to him. This guy, you know where that fucker is right now? He's behind bars in prison for molesting kids in the ward in the church that he went to that he was responsible for. I repented to a pedophile. I sat across the desk from this guy and talked to him about this. Later on in life, found out that he was molesting children. Yeah, so that's why we say it's very important Don't, to yeah. be there with your children yeah, when they go into Because those these guys will ask your kids shit that they should not be asking them. Now, I was actually an adult at this time because I was like 20-something years old. I just got home from my mission. But I still was asked those same things when I was younger, though, is my point. And we're not saying that every bishop does that. No. But still, but you, you got to be you like careful and yeah. aware. Don't be naive to the fact that yeah. that might be taking place. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, next. <laughs> Let's go. Like, so we kind of went real dark there for a <laughs> s- second. So, the reason why we say this is because it kind of plays into it. Well, I think it's just something that has to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't just gloss over stuff like Like, that's an important shit that has to be said. Yeah, I mean, this is really hard for me to talk about because it is something that I know does need to be said, but it's super hard to say when you still love people who are in that religion. And and here's the thing is they... I don't blame them for any of those things that I went through, but I know I'm not the only woman and he's not the only man who's ever felt the way that we felt, you know, and, and we just kind of hope too to be able to help people realize that they're not alone in the way that they felt growing up or maybe they're still going through it and going through those things. And people feel alone. Yeah. When you, cause they're too afraid to talk about it. So they feel like they're the only one. Yeah, so we kind of feel like this message is to really help people who can, who need to move through this kind of process, but kind of playing into what our next step in life was. That was a long, like, (laughs) sidetrack, I feel like. Yeah, we kind of rephased for a little bit on that, but um, the reason why we wanted to bring this up is because going into getting married in the temple, you have to make sure that you are not a sinner to go to the temple. Yeah. And that you can't do are, stuff like that. Are, I mean, Brandon and I had to keep ourselves very clean to be able to go to the temple. Like clean meaning that clean. we weren't giving... We weren't. Not a dirty piece of gum. <laughs> that's for sure. It wasn't a, I couldn't be chewed up piece of gum to go to the temple. She was just a nibbled on. And that's basically what they teach you in that lesson. <laughs> but you cannot be a chewed up piece of gum but to that's, go to the temple. But that's why our engagement was short though, right? Because... In fact, we like we got to the point where we would be like we were engaged, and I and I was committed. Like we're gonna do this temple thing, and we're gonna do it right, right? And she would try to like kiss me and make out with me, and I mean, it gets fucking hard. You can't resist for so long, right? You're a grown man. I mean, at least like twenty something year old man. Nowadays we think they're kids, but I felt like a grown man at the time. And I finally was just like, I told Shri, I'm like, listen, you got to either stop that or I'm going to take off your clothes right now. <laughs> and she didn't believe me. And so I started and I t- 
taught her that I meant what I said, right? So <laughs> I had to run away. <laughs> yeah. So, but we would, uh, but it's hard, right? Because we had that drive, we had that attraction, we had that affection towards each other. And so um, in the Mormon church, oftentimes I would imagine other churches that are, are, that are that extreme to that degree are the same way. Our engagement was short because we wanted to remain worthy for the temple. Yeah, I think it's a little bit harder for guys than it is for girls. Girls, like... You have no fucking idea. <laughs> and that's why men have a lot harder time with masturbation than girls do as well. Because it's a physical thing that they, like, have happen to them. Where girls, it happens a little differently, right? But... <laughs> I part of the reason why like I want to bring this How'd up is that into it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came out. All right, it's good time, so let's go. Okay. So anyway, leading up to us getting married, it was it was kind of a funny day actually. Like thinking back on it, <laughs> funny day. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny. I was late for my own wedding. Do you remember that? I do remember that, and I remember what your mom said to me that day. Oh. She says to me, well, just think, next week she'll never have to be late for anything again because once you're married, she won't have to look cute for you anymore. And I said, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it had something to do with like, yeah, that's not how this is going down. (laughs) That's some bullshit right there. No, but I think that's how a lot of people think. That's how it happens. And we're going to, this is, we're going to go into this at some point point in time yeah and i've already said this actually like as far as the guy's point of view how they they get married and all of a sudden they give give away all give give away all their cool right you know women do the same thing too they get married and all of a sudden they're like oh like i'm comfortable now i'm gonna chop off my hair i'm gonna gain some weight i'm gonna do this thing i'm not gonna care about the way i look and you pull the fucking pin on the fat grenade right like we all do <laughs> shit like that right but okay, it's not can I just healthy. Say one thing though. It's not can healthy. I just say one what? thing? What? You broke the rule. I didn't break the rule. What rule? So you I were didn't like pull, pull, pull the pin. <laughs> no, you just you told me you're like I remember having this conversation. You're like all girls cut their hair and they get the mom hair Oh hair Jesus! <laughs> I shaved my head in high school. <laughs> Just because so I didn't have a shave when, when I met you. When him and I first got married, I was like, I loved his hair. He had like a little... I looked like in sync. I had fucking like frosted tips and shit. And... Hey, I like that. Yeah. Would you still? Hot. You want me to like grow my, I... my, my hair out and frost my tips now? Sure. Do no. it. <laughs> I, I no, I always make fun school. of him because that, that was not he's a like, thing. don't you ever like just cut your hair right after we get married? I had a, he oh, totally shaved his head right after we got married. Not right after. Only like Here's two the thing. years in. I've, I've got a friend that's kind of a social media guy and this and that. And I remember he had uh, one of his shows uh, or one of his things he did that talked about how guys were like talking shit because he wears his hat all the time, right? He's, and he said to, he's like, yeah, you know, well, maybe I am in, insecure about my, my, my bald head and everything. And I'm like, dude, fuck that, dude. Like, you look good with your head shaved. You also look good with your fucking hat on, too. I have a full head of hair. I have chosen to shave my head since high school. I did happen to have hair when I met her. But again, like I said, like the dating and the engagement and shit was short. 
I didn't shave my head because I went bald. I didn't shave my head because I got married. I shaved my head because I fucking like it. That's why. <laughs> Suck on that one. Cold hard truths right I there. I just always have to give him shit about it because yeah. he and told me not to have the mom haircut and he totally shaved his head yeah, a but few years after. This isn't like it's been shaved but ever this since. isn't like just the like a dad or a mom hair. This is this is this is all this is on like I do this on purpose. Aww, that's so special. Yeah. It's sexy. <laughs> and you know it. Sexy now I'm gonna put on my it. hat again because right, so I like it. I'm not sexy because I'm and trying I know to, it. Yeah, that's how I'm it sexy and I know it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Move beyond that one. <laughs> no, so it was actually kind of a funny day because didn't you forget? Like, didn't we lose our rings or something? Also, I didn't lose my, my ring. Oh, I lost your ring. You maybe. lost your ring. <laughs> so the she reason... was late. She lost the ring. <laughs> I was so prepared for this wedding. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be jealous. You know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but I, yeah, I was late because I have a lot of hair and my friends were awesome and they wanted to help me get my hair done. And I, it took a lot longer than it was supposed to. And she, I ended up being a half an hour late to my own wedding. She, she did look at good. At the temple. And And the temple has like weddings going on like all day long. Like you can't be (laughs) that late. Yeah, you can't. And so it was really bad. And then we actually, I don't even think we had your ring for the ceremony because we lost it. Did Did we? No, we had you. (laughs) I, you, you lost my ring, but you found it though. I think, well, actually, no. Do you remember? I don't think they did. I think they brought it to us afterward. I totally forgot about this you did you put somebody else's fucking fake ring on my finger i think yeah you did and we had, had it afterwards i think it was your fault though i had it was pretty sure fault. it was your fault, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> i i had hers i was on time also oh just i was all prepared just gloat about i that totally one. forgot about that you did I got married with somebody else's ring on my finger. And if I remember right, I don't even think it even fit me. I think it was your dad's ring. It probably was. Yeah, I think. <laughs> That's awesome. No, okay. but. All right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but anyway, you know. <laughs> anyway. Going into. Anywho. Into... <laughs> anywho. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, you're leading up to this one day and you're so taught that. You need to save yourself for this one day, right? And the crazy thing that going into it, like I have, so one of the funny things is I had a bridal shower. My bestie, she actually was super cool and she did this. I had a friend's bridal shower and then I had a family bridal shower. My family bridal shower was like very, very like, I don't know the word kind of well family oriented <laughs> and then my friend kind of tried to give me like a real bachelorette party right and i wasn't prepared for it i was <laughs> real. like yeah. it wasn't real not not like these guys all no, think is real no you know what she did i don't think you even know what she oh did. i don't know maybe she maybe she actually was super badass and she went to blue boutique and she got like penis shaped stuff to make for but my she party. She didn't get you like a stripper though or anything like that. Oh, damn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but 
it was like a little too much for me. I remember that. I remember feeling that because I had, oh, here's the other thing. How much time do we have? We're running out of time. Oh, we don't. But we, it's kind we, of fun. We have as much time as we want. Here's a fun part. This is our that. show. We own this shit. We can go as fucking as long as we want to. So here's the here's the funny part is because of growing up the way that I did and not having sex before getting married, I don't. I never even knew what a penis looked like until like a couple months before we got married, and my friend was my friend Tasha. 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 We're, we're naming names now. <laughs> no, that's not her name. Anyway, no my one. friend, nobody knows who she is. No, she won't even listen. She, won't. she lives in Canada, I think. Now let's just like name where she's at. No, Canada is a big place. Anyway, so she, I remember it was so funny because she came home from school and I believe it was her. Maybe it was one of our other roommates. She was taking a medical class, and she had this book. And we were all LDS girls, right? And so they they bring home this book, and they're like, she's like, have you even seen a penis before? And I'm like, no, I need to see one, right? It sounds so sad. It is so sad. This is college. Like, I feel like I should be 12. These are college students. (laughs) These are adults living on their own. Right? True story. She lived in this cool apartment yeah. downtown with some other yeah. girls downtown. Salt Lake. College students, adults, li- living on their own. And my this, roommate was this like, happened. you're getting married. You should know what one looks like, right? So she opens up her medical book, which is so funny because... I, I hope it was like this gross, diseased one. It so is. That, like, it you were like pleasantly surprised <laughs> when you're like, oh. It was. They were the most awful looking things ever. And so we were just like... Jesus Christ. Like completely horrified. This was actually like before the days when we had like the internet on our phone. You could just yeah. like look stuff up and... Yeah, we she we had, had to, a book. That she had to use her. She had to use her <laughs> fucking me- medical textbook from the U of U. Yeah, it gross. It, yeah, it was pretty awful that I had oh, to learn that. Oh, this is gross. Okay, sorry guys. Anyways, but so yeah, the crazy on. thing is though, it's like you. I, we just have to see these things because this is I like know. the natural process of like how it happened, right? Yes. Like, it's, and it's, there's it's many other women who are going to maybe relate or maybe be like, I don't know, horrified, whatever. But even here's another awful thing. I'm just going to say it and it's super, maybe I shouldn't say. <laughs> we started it now. Go for it. Can't but start I, and stop. I stings. remember going to my doctor Oh, no, maybe I shouldn't. This is going to be... Okay, so I went to my doctor, and she knew <laughs> that I that I had never had sex before. So she decided that I should have fun on my wedding night instead of it being a traumatic, awful experience. And actually, it was kind of cool that she, was, she did this, but it also, I feel like maybe I should have had that experience. I don't know. But she gave me sizers. Do you guys know what sizers are? <laughs> They prepare you for somebody like me. <laughs> wow, wow. <Okay. laughs> you fed that one to me. Like, hope not lying into the thinker. No, but I mean, it... It, it could have disappointed you, though. Like, what if I was... Whoa. What if I was, like, under... <laughs> now he's under, trying to oversell yeah, himself. <laughs> right? 
What if I was like way worse than what you expect? And then you're like, well, shit, now I can't feel anything. No, but this is kind of, this is the things that like you have to go through when you are kept from all of it. Yeah. Right? And you can't yeah. experience it on your own. I guess that that's the point of all this story is normal people don't have to go through all this stuff yeah but think of all the trauma that i like and especially like even like on our wedding night like i mean we did trauma we did the whole we did the whole mormon i don't know about you but i had fun (laughs) no i mean leading up to that night it was super scary it was the wedding was like everything for your wedding night and having and being able to have sex for the first time it should have been this like comfortable beautiful thing that you experience together with the person that you love right and for me I it was terrifying like I didn't know what to expect I was excited but I didn't know what to expect and I know there's many people out there that didn't have as good of an experience as I had and I think that's why this conversation needs to happen as terrified as you were I've had discussions with people. There's people that had it much worse. I know that's what I, I'm saying. I I wouldn't even describe it as worse, like like bad, because it wasn't like we had a f- fun yeah, time. It did. might might have been like scary for you, like leading up to it. But yeah. I felt I feel like once we got like <laughs> got into it, it was fun, right? Like a bunch of times fun, because um, you because you've been waiting your whole life for this, right? Yeah. But that well, being yeah. said, we've we had this whole life for this, right? We've had these discussions with with friends of ours, people that we know, that it they didn't luck out like that. Like no. it was traumatic. It was scary. It was painful. It was awful. It was no good. We had people. We had friends come back from honeymoon saying, "I think my my husband's gay, right? Because he didn't want to touch me the whole time, right?" And it's like yeah. this is this. It's so hard to be like this is this thing is like it's the second next thing worst to or second next thing to murder and then all of a sudden one day you go to this thing you wear some weird clothes you go to a weird building and then you say i do and all of a sudden like that thing's okay that's really hard for people to like get past yeah 100 percent. and crazy thing is is... i didn't have a hard time with it i thought it was awesome (laughs) i finally had was done with all that bullshit but people do though like yeah well i think too a lot of people in religion and maybe not even just the lds religion but in religion in general will that save themselves from marriage they actually a lot of women because things happen differently for men men have a physical need that needs to be met women are a little bit different to where that isn't always the case right and so sometimes if you haven't experienced it or explored it yourself you have no idea what sex is and you go into it and you are horrified by it like you don't even know how to even get through it and it ends up being a negative thing in your relationship instead of being a positive thing when it should be a positive thing and it a hundred percent can be a positive thing if you start it off the right way but i think there's a lot of negative Thing, negative feelings and negative thoughts that come into play when you start off a relationship that way and all of a sudden maybe you feel like it's an obligation for your marriage or you know it's something that you can use as power against the other person in your marriage and yeah. and it, it I think it's really sad to think that a lot of marriages because of religion or even cultural circumstances 
you may not realize how beautiful it can be for your relationship. And I think that's kind of where I want to go with this is just that when you set up something to be so negative before you even have it in your life, how do you flip the switch? How do you make that something positive for your relationship? And it's definitely possible, you guys. And I think that's the important part of this whole conversation is really that sex is something that you can add to and you can grow with as a couple if you're both willing to be able to put the other person first in in that aspect and want them to enjoy sex just as much as you're enjoying sex. And I think that a lot of people don't know how to do that when they come with that background, you know? I think that I'm the more that I talk to people, the more I'm surprised as to how many people don't know how to. Yeah. Like, like freakily surprised actually. Like it's, it's a bad thing. Um, I think like even, even me, even when we were still going to church and still, um, still a part of all that, I had friends that reached out to me and they told me, they confided in me about the way that they felt sex was. And it was so saddening to me to know that these women weren't enjoying that part of their relationship. And I weirdly wanted to teach a class. I'm like, I just want to teach a class. I want to like show every woman like how to enjoy sex because... And I'm like, can I come to that class? <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. <laughs> Yeah, like even like this was like. How are you gonna show them? <laughs> that sounds awesome. That was the complicated part. That's that's the hard part, right? No, but I feel comfortable in their own room behind closed doors. I don't think they're gonna feel awesome in a class like that. No, but I think that that is, but it's a needful thing, though. I think, though, to, to some degree. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think we just have when you grow up in that way, you don't realize how that negative thought towards sex can play into how you enjoy it for your future. And I think that there are so many still to this day, still to this day who think that sex is an obligation, that it's just to give towards the man. And it's, there's so many things that play into that. I've had multiple conversations with guys about this and I'll hear somebody say, well, I think that I should have sex twice a week or three times a week or something like that, you know, and, and she just won't do it and blah, 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 this and that. And I think that's very unfair. This And I'm just like, I'm just, there's no other, other, other way to say this besides this. Listen, guys, this is for you. If you want her to have sex with you on a regular basis, she has to want to have sex with you, right? Now, whatever reason that might be that she's not wanting to have sex with you, but if a girl says to you, I don't care if she's your wife of 50 years, if a girl says to you, I'm not in the mood, I don't do that, I don't want to do that, I don't like that, just go ahead and add two more words onto the end of her sentence, and it's this, with you. She doesn't want to do it with you, and your question that you have to ask yourself is why? What am I doing and what can I do differently? That's the thing that interests me. I used to have 
the job that I used to have at the fire 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 department. I used to have discussions with guys all all the time about this thing. My wife won't do this. She won't do that. I don't get enough of this. I don't get enough of that. And I'm like, listen, dude, you make her come three times a night. You're you're never gonna have to like want for sex. Stop being so goddamn selfish. Make it more about her. Make her feel good, and she will want to do it again the next night, right? Like, there's there's all sorts of things to do, and this is what Shree and I want to do with this podcast. We want to discuss these things. We want to have these discussions because. Listen, I'm going to be the first to say it. There's going to be guys that DM me. They're going to email me. They're going to say shit like, well, that's not fair. That's not right. She should love me for who I am. On the other side, too, there's girls. They, they fucking pulled the pin on the fat grenade. And they're like, he, he should love me no matter what, right? I'm going to say this right now. It's poli- p- p- politically incorrect as shit. It's just not fucking fair doesn't have to be fair it's not supposed to be fair it is what it is we all have eyeballs we all have hands we feel what we feel we're attracted to what we're attracted to and if i'm going to speak to the guys right now if you're not getting what you want at home it's because you're not giving what she wants at home oh yeah right (laughs) whether it's fair right wrong and different i don't fucking give a shit you gotta learn. <laughs> you gotta learn the game, okay? I just had this discussion just actually this morning at the gym with a guy, and uh, and we were talking about marriage. We were talking about life, and we we're talking about this shit. And I'm like, I've all I've I've always understood to some degree that the need to game your wife, your girlfriend, your long term partner. I don't care what. It ne- never ends. Never, right? And I've already said this on this show before, and I'm going to say it a th- thousand more times because it's true. You can't give away your cool. You can't stop doing all the shit that they were attracted to in the first place, right? And then when it comes to the bedroom for sure, if you want, like, there's a difference. This is going to sound harsh. There's a difference, guys, between like some guys saying like, well, I want sex twice a week, three times a week, right? And she won't give it to me. She needs to, right? Are you masturbating with her body or are you fucking her, right? Are you making love to her, right? I don't like the term make love. It makes me feel a little bit weird. I like like a little bit more hard, hardcore <laughs> stuff, right? But I like it. I don't know. my point is this, right? <laughs> Are you just getting what you need and then you're done? Because if you do, and then she refuses to have sex with you next time, well, that makes some sense, right? Yeah. Give her what she needs and you'll never fucking lack. You won't. Yeah, and... I'm not sure how this churchy discussion turned into this, (laughs) but it just did. Yeah, that's us, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, it just did. But... Well, I kind of know because we came from this weird, like, sexual background. But, um, but no, like, for real, like, it's a thing, and marriages break up all the time over this. I've got some friends right now that are really good friends. They love each other, but they're not compatible like that, as far as I can tell. Maybe there's more to the story than what I know. But I've also known other people in the very same situation that 
they're like, oh, well, we're good. We're fine. We're friends. But we're roommates, right? Like, sorry. Here's a part. Actually, D- DMs are open again. You guys can reach reach us on our Facebook stuff, our Instagram stuff, whatever. Um, I'd love to hear feedback on this. But here's the thing. Here's what I would like to learn. I, what I would like to, to know is how... I I told Sheree this today. I said, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, right? Because people have their own, like, their own little, like, vision, their, their idea of how, like, a marriage, a relationship should go. And then there are other people have another idea. And maybe these guys over here have figured it out, but these guys have not. But they think they have, right? And it's like... The bees trying to tell the flies that honey is way better than shit is, right? And the flies just don't fucking understand because they like the shit, right? And when I talk about that, it's like like the guys, the the couples, the people over here that are getting all the things they want. They're like, listen, no, you got to stay in shape for each other. You got to be sexy. You got to go out. You got to have fun. You got to go on date nights. You got to do these. You got to use your tools. You got to use all the... The, the fucking cool shit you like if, if you're a guy like don't get, give away your sports like keep your sports car and like ride your bike and your motorcycle and your big truck and stay sexy and c- girls like continue to like dress hot and be fit and show some skin and this and that but then there's all the flies over over here they're like well that's not fair i shouldn't have to to do that i should be able able to gain some weight and still be attractive to him because he should just love me for who, who I am and and I should be able to do all these things and 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 blah 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 and be able to like refuse sex when I want this and that and it's like listen these people over here have it going on they're enjoying their lives they're tasting the honey what I would like to know is how do you take that concept and teach it to people that don't see value in it they want to have a better life, but they don't see value in those concepts. Does that make any sense? Or did I just ramble on for a long time about a bunch of nonsense? <laughs> you might have rambled. No, in my kidding. head, that makes some sense, right? No, I mean... Does that make any sense? Yeah, I. It's it's such an interesting concept because we're so taught in the world today that we should be so accepting of each other, but... Really, when it comes down to it, you really have to be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. If you are in a relationship, are you really physically attracted to your partner? If you're not, then that changes the dynamic of you on a sexual level. That changes the dynamic in some of your other aspects of your life, of your marriage, right? Like there, there's so many things that we're taught these days that tell us that we need to be a certain way. And I think it becomes very confusing, right? Because really what it comes down to is where you have to be honest with yourself and what you want and what you know your partner wants. And if you're in a relationship where you want to be with the other person, You've got to find value in what they want out of your relationship. Now, there are some abusive relationships, so I'm not talking about those abusive relationships, but with Brandon and I, like we really look at our relationship 
and we try to have the best when it comes to everything and there's some things that we've kind of figured out because life has been hard and the more you guys listening listen to this podcast you'll see all the hard shit that we've been through and we've been through some really hard things and you have to want to be with that person to make it through those things there's seriously like in those moments where we've had those hard times I go back to the fact that Brandon never stopped trying to be his best self for me and I hope I've done that the same for you and I think that kind of keeps us holding on to each other in those hard times because we know that it's not a selfish act it's for each other and we want to make ourselves better for each other and I think that that's kind of the hard concept to get across to people is changing from what the world views as the right way to think and what actually works in a relationship and brings you closer together yeah well tell you this like i mean there's this concept of like well this person should just love me for me i'm getting older i can let myself go i can do actual i mean it's just like her her mom said at her on her wedding day how she wouldn't have to try after that i'm like yeah that's kind of bullshit right um I don't know about you guys, but it would fucking break my heart if I knew that she didn't, like, have genuine, like, attraction towards me. Yeah. That would be awful. Like, why the fuck would you want that, right? Like, well, I'm just going to be the dude I'm going to belly out to here, and she's just going to have to love me because she's stuck with me. That doesn't sound like fun, (laughs) right? No. I want to be able to come home. I Just this afternoon I came home. I went out on a a ride with some guys, this, this group ride. I came home and I pulled up and she was outside the house in the front yard and she had a little smile on her face and everything. And I don't actually know what she was thinking, but I told her, I said, you know what? I can read your mind sometimes. She goes, oh yeah, what? And I'm like, yeah, you think I'm sexy as shit right now, right? You you did though, huh? That was true. Oh, he's so adorable, right? isn't he? No, but... I'm just saying, it would break my heart if I felt like she just like loved me because she felt like she had to, right? I I want it like until I'm fucking dead. I want to have that genuine burning desire, yeah. like attraction. And I think that I don't know why everybody doesn't want to have it. Like that really like blows my mind. Actually, I think that people just become comfortable. But I think that's like a big. But thing I've had discussions us. with. People and they're like, well, it's not fair. And I'm like, I don't really f- fucking care what's fair. It's what's real, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, even with women, honestly, let's be honest with ourselves, okay? Let's just think about this for a second. What are some of the reasons why we don't want to have sex? One can be that we don't feel sexy in our own skin. Well, if you decide to be comfortable with yourself, and I'm not saying you have to be in the perfect condition, just be healthy and be you and be confident in your own skin and when you're confident in your own skin that's when you can be your best when you are having sex honestly like and to feel confident enough to where like when you go on a date you feel like you look in the mirror and you're like I can't wait for him to see me in this outfit I can't wait for him to see it because guess what when you guys first started dating what did you do you dressed up for each other because you're like 
okay, I'm going to wear this outfit and I hope he likes it and I hope that I look cute. Like you're so worried about pleasing him and wanting to get him to like you. And I think that's something that's huge in relationships that people forget to do for each other. Then they like you and then like all of a sudden you get like hitched and you're like, and you stop it and they're like, I don't understand why they're not liking me. Because you're not doing the same shit that you did before. Yeah, and how much more fun is life? And if that's you not can... just a lady's thing. That's a yeah. guy's thing. Like, 100%. Be- believe you me, I got brothers out there, like buddies out there that, yeah. <laughs> but but here's the thing is like keeping you in that place of where you can keep that romance going, where you can keep wanting each other, like desiring each other. Yeah. That's like a huge difference than just being content with each other. And how much more exciting is life going to be when you desire after the person that you're already married to? I mean, we're coming on like what, 19 years. And again, things aren't always perfect with us. We've been through some crazy things But the things that we really draw from that we go back to is we have to want to be better for each other. And we have to like in every aspect of our relationship, you know, like I know when he's feeling bad, he knows when I'm feeling bad and we're always going to be there for each other. And I guess I can't say we're always will, but like so far. (laughs) I'm going to, are you not? Well, you don't know. Anyway. No, but we, but really like that's kind of what we wanted to say. And we want to talk a little bit about sex. We talked about like having that conversation. It's kind of an important thing. But it's going to be a discussion that comes back up again though, right? Because we kind of made this transition from this weird like upbringing and religion into like we got married and then all of a sudden we're talking about sex, right? But the reason that's important though is because we kind of overcame something that a lot of people don't. Yeah. Right? And when they don't, it's super, super destructive. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily, though, like, you don't have to be religious to, I don't think, to have this, like, make sense to you either or to identify or anything like that with the story we're t- telling. The point is, though, is this, is, like, we were raised weird. We had weird ideas, Shit was different than what it is now, for sure. We still made a commitment, but then we moved beyond that and figured it all out, right? There's a lot more story to come along with this, but that was like, we did make a little bit of a strange transition in there. (laughs) But it's okay, though. It's still still good, right? That's Again, like I said before, I want this to be raw, real. We're just (laughs) having a discussion, and... Neither side of that is less important or more important than the other side of it, right? Well, I think you said it and just understanding that even if you kind of come from a background of being messed up a little sexually, you can still make progress and you can have what you want out of that if you really work towards being the person that you want the other person to be. Just because you come from someplace... This is something that I actually, I I have a hard time understanding this, I think, the way that other people do. When they're like, oh, well, so-and-so did this, or they did this, or I was treated like this, or this or that. And I'm just like, I understand what you're saying, 
But the past, I mean, think, think about this. The past is no longer real. I mean, effectively, it's fucking gone, right? Now, if you could tweak your brain, if you could tweak your mindset a bit, you honestly could tr trick yourself into thinking that it never even ha happened at all. So-and-so did this to you, right? But you're acting as if they still are. Yeah. It might have been a decade ago, but you're acting as if they still are, right? Um, you're feeling as if they still are. But if you realize that that was a decade ago, it's not happening anymore. This person's probably not even thinking about you anymore. You really can learn to just move on and live your life differently. And that's actually, I'll, I'll say this and then we'll, we need to end this show for tonight. But um, when we, we just had this discussion the, the other night with a friend of mine, we talked to him about his exit of the church and all that stuff. And the thing that we talked about that we sort of ended on um, was how interesting it was it when all of a sudden we realized for the first time that we got to rewrite our moral code. We got to stop living the way somebody else told us we had to. And then all of a sudden from this certain point on, we can live the way that we decide to. We choose to, right? Um, and that's ap applicable in like so many different ways. One, just the way you live your everyday life. Two, the way you live with your relationship, you know, and so many ways be beyond that. But that's what we had to get to. We were raised a certain way. We got married a certain way. We lived that way for a bit. And then eventually we're like, no, we're going we're gonna to ch change this shit, shit up a bit. Um, and we're going to talk more about that. I'm sure there's like, we only like fucking scratch the surface of that one, uh -huh. even though it took an hour. <laughs> so much more to be said. Yeah. And again, we're not trying to be offensive. We're just telling our story the way things went, you know? Yeah. And, and just so everybody knows that it is, it's a story that's really hard to tell, but I feel like it's something that needs to be told because, I know there's so many other people out there who deal with the same stuff and it kind of plays into one yeah. of our biggest things that almost we had, separated us. Yeah, we've we've had people in our lives that are important to us too that kind of never overcame that and 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road still married to the same person would say stuff to us like, well, I've this whole time I've never had, had an org chasm before this person like never has gotten me to get there and i don't know how to get myself there and stuff like that and i'm just like like mind blown like and he's opening a whole 20 years down the road and you don't he? know how to get there <laughs> right you know but that is real yeah authentic um trauma that comes from the way that we were raised i'm thankful that we didn't deal with it quite to that degree right um i think we're pretty good at what we do but other people though are not so lucky and so we hope to be able to reach a few of you yeah we just hope that maybe something that we can say can help you guys realize that there is another way to life and you can have that 
and you just have to change your mindset to thinking that you deserve it, that you're worth it for it, that it is possible to have something greater than you've ever known before. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for joining us. You guys are awesome. We'll see you guys Peace later. out. Love Oop. you.